episode 41 of the black in fashion podcast if you're looking on live you know thank you guys for tuning in but by the time you hear this episode it will be new year's day this is our new year special and i thought that um starting off the new year and starting off 2020 is a good time for our small businesses and our young entrepreneurs and inspiring entrepreneurs to get their businesses together and you know we wanted to do like a, i'm doing like a q a today and i want you guys to break out a pen and a paper. I want you to pay attention. If you need to rewind, listen to this episode and get your business together in 2020. Okay. So today I have with me Jalisa Johnson Esquire. She is a fashion designer. She is an attorney and she is an alien. <laughs> and we'll have her explain all of that and where that came from. So um, how I like to start off is just like a little icebreaker. Um, it's called This or That. Um, and our this or that segment is sponsored by 620 Style. I'm actually bla- wearing our Blaze blazer. Ours. I love her brand so much, I call it mine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> our, our Blaze blazers. And you can get this on her website at 620 Style. It is made of a French terry. Everything is uh, manufactured right here in NYC. It is a small business. It is black owned and it is girl power. So she has great separates and pieces, very comfortable and luxurious. And you can get an additional promo, 20% off your purchase by using code Black Fashion. So this or that, boom. Fedoras or berets? Ooh. Berets. Mules or wedges? Oh my God. Yeah. That one's hard. That gotta one's pick a one. <laughs> mules just, or wedges? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say mules just because everyday life okay. kind of situation. Flare leg or straight leg? Or skinny leg? Skinny. Midi or mini? Midi. Midi. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. Um, I love side boob or under boob. <laughs> you know, with the, with the dresses or the shirts, you never know. Like one or the other. Which side one? boob. Okay. There's too much boobs for to, to do the under boob <laughs> trick. It's a lot going on. Over and last here. one, bardot, which is of course mm-hmm. off the bardot. shoulder or uh, one shoulder. How much? You want half a collarbone or you want no, all a collarbone? all collarbone. Give me all collarbone. Okay. Love. Okay, so let's <laughs> jump fun. right in, Jaleesa. All right, mm-hmm. so um, tell us a, bit, a little bit about your background, mm-hmm. like where you grew up and like where you're from. Okay. So hi, everyone. I am Jaleesa Johnson. I grew up in Brooklyn. I call myself the alien in the room. I got that name kind of just from being that person that stuck out like a sore thumb. So I was just like, you know, you have the elephant in the room. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm the alien in the room. I'm the person that looks different. So I created like a whole brand around being different and unique. And that's when I basically started my own clothing line based around unique fashion, weird, different, just telling people that you don't have to be the status quo. Because honestly, I started my whole social media journey career feeling like there wasn't anyone out there that represented my look. Mm-hmm. It was around the time when like Fashion Nova was like blowing up <sighs> and everybody was like in skin tight dresses. And I was just like, wait, I'm not wearing that on a daily basis. I'm True. not like that. So Alien in the Room is just supposed to be, be unique, be yourself. You don't have to look like everyone else. Love that. Um, but I grew up in Brooklyn. 
uh, I went to law school in New York. Well, I guess my law school career is a little shaky as well because I did a year of law school in Sydney, Australia. Oh, wow. First. Nice. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I had like the travel bug. I thought I was going to get a whole lot of traveling done. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, honest, I just wanted to come back home. And I realized that the law that I was learning in Sydney wouldn't be applicable if I ever decided to come back home. Gotcha. It was like I would have to teach myself all over again. And law school is already three years as it is. So, (laughs) right. So I'm just like, now to do that all over again. True. Um, So I did a year of law school in Australia. It still taught me a lot, like growing being an adult, maturing, I learned to cook over there. Like, you okay. know, there's things, <laughs> growing pain. And then I went to law school in New York at Cardozo Law School. Nice. It's like on 14th Street. It's a good law school if you are interested in entertainment, fashion, arts, media. We're like one of the top programs in the country for that. Nice. And, um, yeah, I went was to there, law school you, there. Were you always interested in law? Like, was there any, like, inspiration oh. behind that? <laughs> so... Technically, I I guess I have a story about that. Because technically, when I was growing up, I said I wanted to be an artist. Okay. And I had, like, a family member, not that close, but a family member tell me, artists don't make any money. (laughs) You know, so from then on, I was like, okay, well, I guess everyone knows the stereotypical jobs, which jobs make money doctor, and I was lawyer. like lawyer doctor. doctor and I was like after that I realized I was scared of blood so I'm like <laughs> I can't be a doctor so I'm gonna go ahead and be a lawyer right. and at that point you know I was watching a lot of SVU I thought I was gonna be a criminal lawyer mm-hmm. but I realized my whole life I've kind of just been this creative person and I've always led up to fashion so it, it turned out that when I went to Cardozo there was just a good fashion law program there was nice. good programs for the fame department sorry fashion ta- arts media they make you take the LSATs there yeah of course well yeah I had to take the LSATs um, yeah. for US and I mean for Australia too gotcha uh, but um yeah it yeah. just worked out and now I re- like it took me some growing to realize that I liked fashion uh-huh. and I liked law just not the way it's taught, because no one likes the way that law is taught. All right. And you just figured out a way to combine, combine the two. Okay. Yeah. So what would you say was your biggest struggle when you first started out? In law school, or you mean just in... In general, like in combining general. the law, combining the artist part of uh, it. Like what was your biggest struggle starting oh, out? Oh, I think... Well, first of all, there's... You, you always have to be cognizant of like black people in those kind of spaces, especially in legal traditional careers, because they want you to look a certain way. Of course. So I found that I missed out on even opportunities in law school just for the fact of being black and like if I wore my hair a certain way, mm-hmm. they didn't like if that. You wore like, a natural, natural state, yeah, they didn't like that. Um, so I guess trying to still be an expressive person i like my wigs i like i like pink i like being neon bright Mm -hmm. and just doing that in a traditional sphere like law it's kind of i'm always i'm getting like legally blonde vibes yeah (laughs) but black girl but but that's that's what my shirt says it says l woods but black Oh, right. I love that. I need one of those. Love it. Okay. All right. So let's jump like into like the business part of it. So when you're first starting out, how Mm. crucial is it to like get your business like registered? Like, do you think this is something um, that should be done first or like should you start waiting till you make it money? Like, what what are your thoughts on that? I definitely think that you should wait till you start making some money. Not going to lie. Because, I mean, 
I understand that everybody wants to take important legal steps, but I think that before you take legal steps, you have to think, oh, sirens going. You have right. to think. It's not, we're not going to hear it, though. But I'm just, not, okay, no, we I'm just not, hear it. Yeah. Okay, okay, good. I think you also have to remember that at the end of the day, you're an artist, and artists, we change our minds so quickly. Mm-hmm. So imagine going about the process of registering your business, and then all of a sudden you've changed your name. True. Like, I know when I opened my business, the Alien in Room business, I restructured my whole business within a week because I realized certain things wasn't working. So what was the point of, like, registering an LLC at that time? You're still working on making some money. And I understand, like, an LLC gives you some credibility. It makes you look like a business. Mm -hmm. Um, But just from, like, a personal standpoint, I think you can wait, like, maybe a year. And a lot of times businesses... Fail, fail in the first year, the first year. Mm. and you're still trying to figure out <laughs> what's working what's exactly. not working business structure wise exactly. absolutely so yeah. i don't i see waiting for some profit to go ahead and make that decision gotcha. but the reason i do have like an alien in the courtroom series on youtube that's how you found me. yeah and in that series i'm aimed at i'm aiming at helping young entrepreneurs make better legal decisions so the whole point of that series is even if you can't afford to make the legal steps just yet, mm-hmm. it's just to keep certain things in the back of your mind so that you're at least setting yourself up for a better position gotcha. later on. You know that makes so much sense. Yeah. I think I did that too. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, like I didn't. Re- I started working within my because I started mm-hmm. off with a clothing line. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I did get it like all incorporating S corp and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I had been doing it for a couple of years, years before I had yeah. actually and started. And that's the standard. Yeah. The same way with my consulting business, like. So I'm like, let me get it going. Let me mm-hmm. see how structure is going. Then I can figure out where I want to go exactly. with it. So a, a lot of people, yeah. and you're not missing out by doing yeah. that. A mm-hmm. lot and of companies start that same way, and exactly. there's still Fortune 500 companies. And I thought, and I thought that's what I wanted to make sure. That was my first question because mm-hmm. I get that a lot. Yeah. You know, they're like, oh, yeah. I have, I want to get my LLC together. Then I'm gonna come back to you and we can get started. I'm like, no, we no, can get started. started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's start making product. Mm-hmm. Let's get some stuff mm-hmm. out there, and then we can mm-hmm. figure out the whole structure of it. Because you might change your mind. Exactly. But I was like, Let's get someone. Let's get started. Let's get started. Let's get to moving. Mm -hmm. I think people really want all the bells and whistles attached, but they're not focused on doing the work. They want the EIN Um, so they can buy wholesale, Mm -hmm. especially with people who do... True. Yeah, who do wholesale, who do like boutiques and stuff yeah. like that. But there's a lot of like things you could buy wholesale like without mm-hmm. even having like an EIN yeah, yeah. number. Yeah, and you just especially in the garment district in New York City and in the wholesale that you walk right on and then just mm-hmm. get whatever you need. Right. <laughs> Does not matter. <laughs> okay, that's funny. Mm-hmm. So let's discuss like some of the different business structures. Like okay. um it doesn't matter which one you want to start with, but just like the differences between like a sole proprietorship, okay. partnership, mm-hmm. LLC, S Corp and stuff. Yeah, so I have my notes out for this because let's yes, prepare um and this has definitely to do with like tax law because that determines how your the way the business structure that you pick determines how you're taxed because most people want tax benefits of course um and you know you want to reduce your liability and the risk associated with your business um so this is very extensive this is a deep topic i think i'm gonna try to do a video about this as well but Mm -hmm. take um, your notes yeah, take some notes. <laughs> take some notes. <laughs> uh, a sole proprietorship is basically the most basic form of business. And that's really what you start out with as soon as you start. So as soon as you start making business or designing, you're a sole proprietor by default. It means that you're not a separate legal entity from your business. So whatever mistakes, losses, debts that your business incurs, you incur as an individual yourself. Mm-hmm. And you know, the IRS is going to come after you for your own personal taxes. 
And most of the time, when you're a sole proprietor, you really want to do, um, you really want to make sure that you're keeping your company's assets different from your assets, separate bank accounts. And then, um, so that's about like a sole proprietorship, very simple. Uh, a general partnership and a limited partnership. Those are when there's multiple people involved in your business. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm getting okay. out of the microphone. And it's also pretty simple because it also doesn't separate your liability either. Um, you still have to account for your business debts and you really wanna make sure that both partners are acting within the best interest of the company. Sometimes you'll find that partners will go about and they find the business has a deal mm -hmm. and the partner might usurp the business's deal and that's not okay. You can get sued for that. Um, but you're liable for the loss and really what a general versus a limited partnership is. A limited partnership helps you um, <clears throat> like a silent partner? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. A limited partnership means that they don't have as much control in your business as gotcha. a general partner would. So they make different legal decisions. Like a limited partner wouldn't really make legal business decisions. Gotcha. They're kind of like just like an invest investor. Maybe. Gotcha. Okay. And then the most popular one for small businesses, which is probably what most people always ask, is do I need an LLC? And um, an LLC comes in different forms. There's a single member LLC where it's just you. And then there is a multi-member LLC. And they're also determined by the IRS, IRS to be a sole proprietor. So basically you're taxed as if the business is you. Like you're all together. They're not, you're separate from legal problems, but you're still combined in terms of business. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. So for taxes you're still liable, but you're separate for like legal problems. Like if you've done something illegal or copied or someone and they all sue the business. They're not suing you. you. Yeah. Okay. Question. Mm -hmm. And then I forgot it. Oh. Dang it. I'm talking too long. No, you're fine. No, you're good. It was about <laughs> Girl, to come back to make you born. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then um, for LLCs, when you apply for an LLC, you have to have an operating agreement. Figured it out. <laughs> you figured it? What was it? Question was, when it comes to with the LLCs, if you were attempting to take out a small business loan, they would be looking at your personal credit. Mm-hmm. Got it. Cool. Right. Because you're still liable tax-wise, gotcha. not legal-wise. Um, and... Uh, and then you move on to like corporation, which is the next one, which mm -hmm. is, I guess, is kind of similar to an LLC, but that's where you have what you hear about on Wall Street. You'll have shareholders, you'll have a board of directors, mm -hmm. and you'll have officers who are like responsible for day-to-day -day management activities. And then you have the differences between like an S-Corp and a C-Corp. Mm -hmm. And that just really dictates how like the business is taxed. Most small businesses do go about S-Corp, yeah. and that's what you have. Um, and another question that interjects in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A S Corp can't own a LLC. No. A super corp can own a LLC. Yes, yes, yes. Got it. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and yeah, that's just really about taxes again, because all of these business structures are just really mostly about tax law. Gotcha. So you definitely want to consult like a tax accountant, a tax lawyer. A lot of people had like these kind of questions and I'm like, I can go over basic structures, but you definitely need someone to look into your documents for that gotcha. to determine. So would you recommend LegalZoom? Because they have like yeah. little monthly things no, and stuff like do. that that you like, like to go mm -hmm. to them or do you think it's better to go to someone in person? 
Um, no, I think you can definitely do a lot of things yourself. I think a lot of people are wary about seeing legal documents online, mm-hmm. but they are actually what law school students will use themselves. We'll use the same resources. So there's LegalZoom. Um, I'm trying to think of some other. Did I write down one? Well, I know Forbes had a really great article about business structure. I looked that up. Um, there is some other legal. I'm trying to think. I'm like blanking. Charity might know what I'm talking about. Um, well, if not, when we figure it out, we can show put it in the show yeah. notes. Yeah, we yeah. Can, I can't. I'm blanking on on the words, but we get yeah. contracts and like basic templates and stuff from those same websites. Oh, as well. so yeah. they use them? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because people are like, I don't know, legal zooms like it's a scam, and I'm like, nah, I think no, they're pretty good. I didn't do mine like, mm-hmm. and when people ask me for advice, I'm like, I did mine, but I also I. S Corp mine in 2013. Oh wow! Yeah, so I've been an S Corp mm-hmm. going on nine years. I'm not sorry, six years because it's 2019. Did you do that yourself? No. So mm-hmm. let me tell you what I did, <laughs> <laughs> which is very interesting. Mm-hmm. I contacted the department um, at the John Marshall Law School. Oh, because I'm from Chicago, uh-huh. and I went to, of course, I went to school yeah. in Chicago. So I was in my last year of design mm-hmm. school, and I contacted the John Marshall Law School, mm-hmm. and they had a. Uh, a program, a program, mm-hmm. and their senior law students would have to put together a did. business. That's what we so did. So I contacted them, told them what I wanted yeah. to do. I'm like, I want to be a designer, and mm-hmm. they asked me. You know, I, I set up a meeting with the students, and yeah. I had two students that was assigned to mine. We had um, that's why you got to use your resource. You, we have, please use that resource. resource. My yes. dad, my dad told me about it. He's mm-hmm. like, you need to call John Marshall Law School, and you need yes. to do this. And I thought yes. he was at first. I thought he was crazy. And I'm like, ain't nobody gonna do all that, mm-hmm. but. I, you know, he kept, he was on me about it. And I yeah. finally hit them up and they took and all my project. And they do it for free. They exactly. They do everything is free. <laughs> they did everything for free. So they, yes. they created my, I told them everything I wanted. They mm-hmm. created my contracts for me because yes. I started off doing like custom apparel. Right. So they did that for me. Um, and then I said, I'm like, eventually I want to mm-hmm. grow my company. So we decided that an escort was going to be the be best rest. for me. That mm-hmm. way I could have shareholders. And yeah. they broke it all down to me Perfect. and the differences. And Perfect. I utilized them. And they did all the filing with the state and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They went down with, because it was like actual paperwork. paperwork. I had to go and sign it yep. and give them like a check just to register. They wasn't nothing exactly. for them, but for, for them to register mm-hmm. with the state. And they did everything for me. Got my Perfect. EIN number for Perfect. me, like everything. So utilize mm-hmm. your resources. Like there is Please. so many law schools and they're, ones they're that focus looking. on business. You mm-hmm. can actually get your entire. I got a whole corporate binder. Listen, they they set me up for success. For real, okay. <laughs> gave me share so, stock certificates to issue when I do start selling, yeah. which I did. I started. I saw my first share. Uh, my company in 2015 when I moved here. Oh wow! I sold something to my friend. Sold something to my dad. Yeah. Yes. So like I kept it in the family, but okay, good, <laughs> so sold to my friend and my dad. And I have one other person that I sold to that wasn't yeah. a friend, but they set me up like that's dope. good. Like good. That's I was like, really come good. On, y'all. <laughs> Listen, my law school does the same exact thing. Cardo, if you're in New York, you could go to Cardozo Law School. Well, we definitely at the moment we work with FIT students and we help them build their nice. businesses. The same Love exact that. thing that you're explaining. Mm-hmm. Like um, it's in our fashion law class. So usually we take like a semester of fashion law, and then there's the fashion law practicum. I was actually the TA for the fashion law practicum, so I was helping students like behind me. Like I was a senior helping juniors nice. basically okay. help their clients with their own business, and that's why I realized I was like, okay, I can make this a series because I can basically talk to 
the world about what I was talking to with my individual clients. Love so that. they will definitely help you set up your business for success. And they love it because it feels like their first opportunity of being a real lawyer. Yep. Like that was my favorite class in law school. So so if they it. were going to do that, who would they contact? Just like mm -hmm. someone yeah. in that department? Yes, you can contact the fame department at Cardozo Law School. Um, and you can contact, well, the the director of the Cardozo's fame department is Professor Barbara Colson. Oh, I meant to bring the textbook for you and I forgot, but she Ooh. basically wrote the textbook on fashion law oh. and it's like a fashion designer's guide to fashion law. And it's very oh, simple. Oh, just be able to, gonna put that in the show. Look at me, I'm like, we gonna put that in right. the show notes. I was, like, I was supposed to bring it to show you, but no put problem. It in Let me put it in there notes. and that way I can buy it too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> What's the name of it? Uh, the Fashion Law, A Designer's Guide to Fashion Law or something. Okay, I think gotcha. it's something like that. But it's by, I can, Barbara Colson. Barbara Colson. Mm -hmm. And then Colson is K-O. Oh, I was off. L-S-U-N. Got it. Okay, I'll be buying that today. It's perfect. It's easy to understand. And she's the G in this. Like, she is the head fashion law professor. Got it. Okay. Oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to, yeah, we're going to get in tune with her. Yeah, yeah, she's amazing. Perfect. So, what are the differences between trademarks and patents, mm -hmm. and how does this benefit you as a designer? When mm -hmm. I tell you I get this freaking trademark what? question, question. More than anything in the world. <laughs> no. I'm not tired of oh, y'all asking so me because I love you. I love my clients. I love my viewers. However, I really need you guys to understand the process it takes to get something patent mm -hmm. and to get something trademarked. Facts. And people always want to do it at the forefront. But is somebody really finna steal your, um, when you just your started, logos that you just started? You want, because I find a lot of people want to trademark first. And I'm like, what you trademarking? Mm. What are we trademarking? Wait, let's. Slow it so, down. So just yes. please, Jaleesa. Oh, I love Please it. explain the difference between. This is, this is my bread and butter, okay? <laughs> like, like yes. This is my favorite question. I'm just like, please, people, <laughs> tune in. Trademarks and patents. Take the floor. Best part, okay. <laughs> so trademarks. Trademarks are, okay, what we refer to as marks are words, logos, product shapes, slogans, taglines, even colors. Mm -hmm. um, all of those distinctions or things are called marks and they're meant to protect your brand basically um so think of words slow slogans logos those are what we call trademark but how a trademark really functions is that you have to choose like your slogan or your phrase plus whatever product that or you're selling or service that you're selling so a popular example, I just used the example of like Rise and Shine, Kylie Jenner. She's trying to use that with clothing, right? Rise and Shine. Rise and Shine. She's trying to use that with clothing. Okay. So you have to, you can't just trademark Rise and Shine and it's, be, it's gone forever. You have to trademark it in connection with clothing. Okay. So that's how you are able, That that's the reason why brands are able to have like the same name, but be in different markets. Gotcha. So when you think okay. about like Dove Soap and Dove Chocolate, they're not owned by the same people, but they're using the word Dove in two different markets. One would be in like the chemical cleaning supply market, and one is obviously in the food industry. Mm -hmm. So because trademarks work in classes of like 45 classes anything that you have any name logo slogan it has to fit in that 45 classes 
Um, so that's what a trademark is. Um, the application for a trademark isn't too expensive, but the good thing about a trademark is that it lasts forever as long as you continue to use it in commerce. Like you have to be actively using it. Um, when you first apply for a trademark, it lasts like 10 years, but within the first five to six years, you have to renew it. You have to state that you're still using that trademark. And then um, after that, you own it forever. After the 10 years, you renew it again. You own it forever. And um, as long as you continue to use it in commerce. Uh, and you ask about patents. Mm -hmm. So, Because <clears throat> a lot of people, I find that there's a lot of designers who feel like they want to patent something. Mm -hmm. But I'm always like, are you the first to do it? Yes. It requires, I feel like a patents require a, a lot, lot of research. A lot. A lot of research you, knowing if you mm -hmm. are the first to do it, which I highly, mm -hmm. not to, so I ain't stumping on no one's exactly, dreams. Exactly. But I highly doubt it. I highly and doubt you would it. have to patent like a pattern, like an entire silhouette. You didn't yes. invent the miniskirt. You, you didn't, didn't invent, invent the midi dress, the palazzo pan. Like you a lot of this it. stuff has it. been done over and over again. So. I do feel like it's a longer process and it takes it, more time where you should just be focusing on your design opposed yep. to trying to patent something. That but part. I'm allegedly to tell y'all this because y'all don't listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> I said it a hundred times. Part. You said it you I've said it a hundred times. Everything that Go needs to the to bread aisle. How many breads are in the bread aisle? Mm. Stop worrying about what everyone else is doing and whether they're trying to copy you or mm -hmm. not copy you when we all know that imitation is the best form, form of flattery, flatter. period. Period. But real designers know that imitation is going to happen no matter matter what you can't concern yourself with what someone is copying you mm -hmm. you have to move on to the next collection Absolutely. that's why a lot of these big fashion big name designers aren't concerned with doing a lot of like legal protection for their designs unless mm -hmm. it's like their monogram right. or their logo they're not really all of that concerned and they're about two different customers copying. my designer friend this purchased and ready where and then Fashion Nova's recreating it, mm -hmm. that's not the same customer. Mm -mm. They two different people. They two they two they're True. at two different points in Part their life. life. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And they're at two different like Price economical brackets. status, exactly. financial status, like exactly. oh Fashion Nova's gonna copy my stuff. The Fashion Nova shopper sh can buy that. Mm -hmm. But your customer is not the Fashion, Fashion Nova, Nova shopper. Customer. Let's just we should always have a difference there. But yeah, go ahead with these so pets. I love when you go into the little I, I, I do I have my rant sometimes because I, I just it. like I wanna choke some I'm yeah. like you are so knowledgeable because you understand that like, like and you learn that like you, these are two different types of customers you yeah. have to keep that in mind yes you feel like you're missing out on that sale but that yeah. customer was never going to purchase it from you to Ever. start with it ever. wasn't gonna happen ever two different things now it's not um, the patent process it is a longer yeah, process right, right now okay so about a trademark a trademark process is kind of long as well because what they do is they go through all the records and they make sure that there's nothing like that can confuse customers they want to make true. sure that your mark isn't any bit similar to another mark in the same industry mm -hmm. so that's kind of long but not as long as a design patent and that's why a lot of businesses don't go like fashion businesses in particular they're not really that concerned about design patents because a trademark lasts forever a design patent only lasts 14 years from the date of issue so that's 14 years of being able to stop someone from doing your designs. But after that, it enters into the public domain. Anyone can do it. Is it super expensive? And it's super, super expensive, okay? Mm -hmm. Patent lawyers get paid money. And honestly, a trademark is probably something that you can do yourself, but a patent 
application like you really want a patent lawyer to be on your side because they get very technical with the words and then when it comes to a patent application you want to make sure that you don't claim too many elements of your design because you want to be able to have some flexibility in what you use your base design for Mm -hmm. so you really you can really go wrong there and because it's so easy to mess up there you don't want to get denied right away definitely lawyer but a design patent it protects the ornamentality of non-functioning features of your art or whatever um and when it comes to fashion the reason that design patents don't work so well is because design patents aren't made to protect functioning things Mm -hmm. and by the patent and trademark office standards clothing is a functional item clothing is something that people use to clothe themselves you know like you can't walk around naked so clothing (laughs) is usually considered functional Mm -hmm. and you're not and again like you said you're not the first person to create the mini skirt you're not the first person to create any asymmetrical hem or split Mm -hmm. so you don't really have a lot of protection for the way that a garment is cut Um, maybe you can have like a design patent for the type of fabric the fabric yeah i was saying that especially if you're um i would say if you're good if you paid attention in textiles and chemistry class that part because you create a textile that That is um you know water wicking or observing Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. something that is like uh resistant to like stain so if you create a textile and of course that being it could be a textile that you created along with having like your logo on top Mm -hmm. of it that's yeah but throwing your logo on top of some silk Mm, you yeah. didn't even silk. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like if Go. you create like a whole nother technical blend of fabric or whatever and you develop this on your exactly. own and include your logo that's in what this patent is that's for. for the patent is for that's but what the patent is for you getting your fabric from the fabric store you better go on right exactly so most of the time your logo you want to keep it in the trademark category maybe in the copyright category and then when it comes to design patent i always think of like um, rihanna's creepers are actually you know the puma creepers they're mm-hmm. actually design patent yeah but you have to think like that took a lot of work because the patent office has to look very extensively into what we call prior art mm-hmm. and prior art is just looking scouring the earth for where rihanna got the creepers inspiration from Facts. it's it's a lot it's a lot in the process so most of the time people just throw out patent because they know the word but they don't really know how it's used exactly well and you heard it here <laughs> it definitely get your oh, notes. and you said also that patent has to be new Patents need to be new, um, non-obvious, and not useful. Boom. So, new, non-obvious, and non-useful. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. Make sure y'all notate that. So let's go into our fashion story segment, and our fashion story segment is actually sponsored by Adorn Harlem. It is a, a beautiful new beauty salon in Harlem. Mm-hmm. It's actually right on the corner of a one thirty. Six and Adam Clayton Powell. They specialize in natural hair care, weaves, and body, you name it. I actually get my hair done there. Can't tell today because I have my hair wrap on, but I have an appointment on the 31st to get slayed for the gods. I'm getting me a sew-in, but okay. I've been working, um, I've been going to Adorn for a little over two years now. All of the stylists in Adorn are great. They all are uh, very specialized in color, natural hair care, doesn't matter what your texture is, and they all are weaveologists. So if you want to sew-in, you want an HD frontal, you want micro-links, Adorn Harlem is where you need to be. Mm-hmm. I'll put all their information in the 
the show notes. And then on the next episode, you'll be seeing me swing my bundles. <laughs> my birthday is <laughs> yes. this week. So. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's, on, it's actually next Saturday, and I'm going away. So I'm about to get this vacation here. Hey, where are you going? I'm going to Puerto Rico. Oh, nice. I'm about to get I've this, never been. I'm going to get this. It's my first time, too. I'm going to get this vacation here. But okay. it's like right now, this scarf ain't doing me no justice. Mm. <laughs> but it's Good. okay. So our fashion story segment is called Is a Success or Is a Disaster? So it's basically like, you know, anything you want to share that you maybe went through like with a client or like opening your brand or something that you learned um, that taught you something, whether it was a disaster that turned into a learning experience or it was an amazing success that turned into a learning experience like just like along your, hmm. your career. So my personal career. Oh, but you said also a client. It could be a client, a customer, mm. or just something you learned, like being a designer yeah. or yeah. I had last, not last. A couple yeah. things come to yeah, mind. Yeah, because I had one girl, she said I would, she designed these underwear and then she put chains on them and she realized that chains didn't stretch after the production wasn't done so no one could wear the pants. Oh my God. So she's like, I wasted all this money making these panties yeah. that nobody could wear. So oh. she's like, now I learned from it. So like, Think about all, the, util yeah. like, utilize all thoughts when it comes to design. Like, these panties are beautiful, but who the heck can get them past their knees? Yeah, damn. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm no. like, but that was a learning experience for her. <laughs> so if you have anything just, like, on your design you, or in your, yeah, in your you, career you know period? Yeah, definitely. The first thing that comes to mind is, so before, I actually had a first business that failed. Okay. Um, yeah, before Alien in the Room, Alien in the Room is a definitely a big success compared to my first business. Okay. I definitely like, gave up on myself quickly. But in my first business, I was trying to, this is before I had any law school experience. I was in college. I had no idea what was going on. Mm -hmm. And um, I wanted to create the kind of like, I was working on like phone cases. And then I thought I was a branch out or whatever. So I definitely contacted Alibaba, AliExpress, to go ahead and get these wholesale things going, right? Gotcha. But the way that that works even is that they, you have to pick, like say so for iPhone, like iPhone 5, you have to get like a hundred of those. You okay. have to get a hundred of the six, a hundred of the seven. And obviously then it comes into the issue of like all phones are obviously not one size fits all. Of course. So it was the same kind of problem where, you know, you have to pick small, medium, large, figuring out how much of that. Mm -hmm. I had that issue with picking out like whether I needed to get iPhones versus Androids and what models and stuff to get. So I ended up with like this hundred of phones that no one wanted that model. Oh, so I just had, it was an like, older model. Yeah, like because oh. I was starting out like a long time ago. So, mm -hmm. you know, and iPhones come out so quickly. <laughs> so that by the time that the person has an iPhone 7, now iPhone 8 is out. So right. it was just having inventory upon inventory. Now I realize like there's definitely other ways to do a business like print on demand, which is basically what I'm doing to complete my business. But gotcha. wholesale definitely screwed me. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. That world, that wholesale world, that, is, they call it sometimes a bad buy. Yeah, yeah bad. But like just like picking the wrong things yeah. or yeah. picking too much and just having too much inventory mm -hmm. to sit on. Yeah, yeah that was there. a mess. That yeah. was a mess. Uh, well, we learned something from it. <laughs> That's all that matters. But when I think of, oh, for a client, like just, I just wanted to share it also because I know people also also have questions. Thank you about like <laughs> trademarking. I talked about this in episode two, but a lot of fashion designers like to call their collection after themselves, and I oh, definitely yeah. like caution people, any fashion designer out there, if you're thinking about calling your business after yourself, um, especially after your business makes millions of dollars and it blows up, you want to be careful because most likely when you've 
put shares in and you're selling to a third party, you're no longer going to own your name. Like Donna Karen. Mm-hmm. Like Mark Jacob. Yep. It's a whole all bunch of them. They all own, like, I mean, LVMH Group and PVH, mm-hmm. they own, like, a lot of these companies mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these designers that started off with their name don't own their you name think don't anymore. Own a lot of them are them. under another umbrella. Even, yeah. like, McQueen from Alexander mm-hmm. Wang, a lot of them don't own their, and don't a lot own of their them, names anymore. A lot of them end up regretting it. Mm-hmm. Regretting it. I mean, just, just so you know, so you're aware, because it does happen mm-hmm. often and that's what we find a lot of times like what we do at cardozo we really make sure if you want to name this after yourself just know you might down not the line mm-hmm. you might not you have, have to share this it all anymore. kate spade didn't own her either spade, when she died she ended up changing her name legally mm-hmm. to what her new collection's name so gotcha. um she changed it to kate valentine just to match with the collection mm-hmm. but once you've lost your name you can't mark it whatever new thing you did with your name. Right. So that's a client, I guess. And then people, and then once they own the name, they can sell the licenses Mm. to different companies and licensee. I work for a licensee company Mm. and I do, um, I do BB, Mm. but I only do BB sleepwear. Yeah. And they can take, cause they can take those names and they can sell, like, there's a person that down the hall from us that does, like, BB handbags. Mm-hmm. And that's a completely, completely different company. So the names out there can go to so many different people. Yep. I also, I do Tahari sleepwear. Mm-hmm. I do Kathy oh, Ireland okay. sleepwear. Mm-hmm. I do Nanette Lapore, um, Lamaze. I have all these. I work for mm-hmm. a licensor. Okay. So all, and I'm a product manager there. So I, you know, I that's we create cool. and we design for all of these different brands. You're but, so busy. Yeah, girl. Mm. She's so <laughs> busy. You know, New York is expensive, <laughs> yo. Uh, you gotta have a lot of forms of income so yeah like and then once they you know someone else owns it but of course i have to go and get approvals from my side but i'm not Mm -hmm. someone's asked me i used to work for g3 Mm. Now, G3 owns a license for Carl Eckerfeld and Calvin Klein. Yep, yep. Um, and I made the handbags, but we still had to send it to PDH because mm-hmm. PDH actually mm-hmm. owns the Calvin Klein name, but they license exactly. the bags to exactly. us. So, but we and still that. have to send stuff to them for mm-hmm. approval to get the final approval, but they don't design any of the mm-hmm. Calvin Klein bags at PDH. Mm-hmm. We design it over at G3. Yep. So, it's all, it's, and there's so many conglomerates like G3 and like PPI Facts. Group that buys names and stuff like that from brands. So that they can take certain parts, whether it be handbags, accessories, Mm -hmm. jewelry, sleepwear. And then your handbags end up in Costco, in Walmart, in places that you originally didn't Look at me. Guilty. I sell to Costco. (laughs) I sell to Costco. Mm -hmm. I sell to Walmart. I sell Mm -hmm. to Amazon. Mm -hmm. A lot of my stuff you can find in Ross and Burlington. Yep, exactly. (laughs) And a lot of, I mean, you've sold off your rights. You sold off your rights. So now now that's why you see all this. You can see you. Mm-hmm. I like Ross. <laughs> but people, a lot of but the names, like, like some stuff. Your like, name is now attached to that. And mm-hmm. sometimes people don't understand that you've sold it. So you have no control. They just know that that's Michael Kors. They mm-hmm. know that that's. And the percentage you get off of that is very minimal. Exactly. You sell it. Yeah. Okay. Well. All right. Sorry. Now, let's hop into like the second part of the episode. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we got like 10 minutes. Ooh, girl. We, we slipping through though. We good. Okay. How important are NDAs and do you recommend that like designers having them when working business to business? Right. I wanted to ask. So that question, when you mean business to business, this was about like custom apparel because. Both. both. So mm-hmm. like, so I did contracts with like custom apparel right. to protect myself. But then, well, it's not, no, two different things. So mm-hmm. people make me sign NDAs yes. because I'm like the middleman when yeah. people bring like their designs to me. Facts. But then there's other people who don't sign NDAs. But mm-hmm. I can't take an NDA to like one of my manufacturers because they think yes. they're amateur. They so like for me, I got it. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, like I do like the first round. I'm 
mm-hmm. doing your powder makeup, I'm doing your sample makeup, I'm doing your fabric sourcing, but I'm passing that off for mass production to mm-hmm. my factories. Right. I'm not making my factory sign an NDA. Exactly. Yeah, so I was just like, how important? Do you right. think it's super duper important to have it? But I was reading somewhere that most manufacturers, like if you don't have like a person like me, like a middleman, they don't want to deal with you. They, if you mm-hmm. accidentally sign an NDA, they're like, what? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it just makes not, you look like an amateur. That's right. from, I, I read I, no, that. That's, that's real. That's real. Mm-hmm. That's usually what happens. Your factories, manufacturers, they're not really interested in signing your NDA. Unless it's someone that's really doing something technical for mm-hmm. you, like if they're doing like artwork, then yeah, definitely go ahead and sign an ND. Like, you know, and that's the thing. You can find them on those websites that I was talking about before mm-hmm. that I'm blanking on. I don't know why. But okay. you can just find like a basic template and just give that off to like an individual. But if you try to take that to a factory, a, a company, it don't work. It ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. <laughs> it's not. And then even like I had a client um, send go back and forth with NDAs with her 3D manufacturers. So she was 3D printing clothing mm-hmm. and they were going back and forth on NDA agreements. Like yeah. you sign get, mine, you yeah. sign mine. I get them. Like when I get them, I don't mind. I don't care. But mm-hmm. it's like, girl, I can make whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, I just <laughs> so don't... sometimes it slows up their process because like they don't have it rather, but someone has advised them to, to make this it. person sign yeah. an NDA. That's not and sometimes I'm just like, I mean, whatever. I don't care. I'm going to yeah. sign it with, uh, regardless or yeah. whatever but I just think sometimes it just slows down the process because you don't have it together then I don't think it's I have deep. consultations and then sometimes they want me to sign the sign the NDA oh for telling them your t- business their business ideas I'm like, I don't care um, yeah <laughs> I don't no, the, the fashion industry really don't care that much about NDAs. No, I like don't. NDAs are mostly for maybe celebrities or yeah. celebrities. You know, like, like it's don't not, be talking about it. But yeah. like for me, I'm just like fashion. I've industry. seen it all. Like mm-hmm. you may think you're bringing something to me that's new, and your ideas are. You know, I've seen right. it all. You right, know, right. but there's of course there's a way to finesse and change, and you know, mm-hmm. make these ideas creative. You know, mm-hmm. and to you. But as far as like you making me sign an NDA, yeah. I'll do it. Not a problem. I'm a team player yeah. here at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. But I'm always just like oh here go another one of these yeah yeah i think people just always yeah i mean people think that their idea is like the best idea ever and i want want you guys to think that but i just want you to come prepared if it's not me you might go to someone else and they're they might not want to work with you so i mean i'm a little bit more easygoing you know i don't really care Mm -hmm. but there are some people that's like they will 86 you at the door they won't answer your email none of that because to them you're an amateur and you don't know what you're talking about and that's why i do the consultation so i can figure out where you're going perfect perfect yeah that's the proper answer now um for designers that start with custom apparel do you recommend that they have clients sign contracts like when it comes to like you know i think these you know prom is a big thing so prom and like wedding when you're doing custom because i Mm. have heard some horror stories what are the horror and i've had one myself oh no um i had a bride Uh um back when i did custom yeah because i was i was interested in yeah let me tell let me tell you about it so i had a bride um and it wasn't a uh it wasn't a dress from scratch it was a dress that had mother wore when she got married okay okay and the mom they gave me the dress and of course it was back in the 80s so i had to dye it you know and then i had to add all of this fullness to the bottom and stuff so i and they wanted me to add a beading to it too Mm -hmm. so i took this very dress and i I got it dyed and got it back to like original white Mm -hmm. i added the beading to it i added like the tools like Mm -hmm. that i traveled back and forth between here in chicago you know to do fittings and stuff like that and then when she got the dress she said she couldn't fit it mind you she could fit it in every fitting but she couldn't fit it when she got the final. At the last fitting. 
She could fit it at the last, but she fitted it the whole time. The whole time she fitted. Uh-huh. Then all of a sudden she couldn't fit it. And she sued me. So she gave and she, she did. But she didn't sue Collier Vatine. Collier Vatine is the clothing line business. Yeah. She sued me. Uh-huh. Um that didn't work that out. Didn't too well work for you. out. Yeah, she no. didn't know that. I ain't gonna say nothing. <laughs> so yeah, no, she no, sued. Yeah, she business. sued. Yeah, she sued. Because you me. were S corp at that time, yeah. right? I've no. been S corp. Yeah. Uh huh. No, you sued the business. And, but you. but she also signed a contract for me, and it's like it's like my contract. I guess was like mail and void. I don't know. But mm. I, she signed a contract in the beginning, like you know, be very you know active in the fittings. Like if something doesn't feel right, say something, speak up. Mm-hmm. Every time it was fine. So when you know, perfect. You know, so of course when I got served, mm-hmm. pretty freaking shocked. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm like, what in the hell? Like. Uh-huh. You know, it caught me off guard, but you know, I had my name on it, and then she tried to go after. I had a job at the time, and she was trying because to go after. Because you signed the contract, it, you probably signed it with your name. But no, uh, she signed my contract. Oh, okay, okay. That's the thing. That's like I gave her a contract anytime. And it I was get co- it was in the it was in the name of the business. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I thought, like, how could she sue me when we have a contract in place to say that you, I don't give refunds back? Right. So I'm not giving you a refund. First of all, you didn't pay for me right. to travel back and forth to Chicago. You paid for the dress, and then mm-hmm. the amount that she sued me for was more than the doggone dress. Right. So I was just, you know, taking it back. Of course, she she lost, but she, she girl, lost. trying to take me on Judge yeah, Judy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got the that paperwork from Judge that Judy, and I was just like, what? You signed a contract that says I don't give back. Money. Money. And, and we did go back for via text and email and stuff like that when she was trying to get a refund. But like, mm-hmm. no, I spent my time working on it. It is not mm-hmm. my fault that it did not fit. Like, right. if you get, I never because I never changed the fit of the dress. That's the thing. Uh-huh. I never changed it. The fit. I never you changed, just changed the fit. The, I added beading. I changed mm-hmm. the color. And even once mm-hmm. the color was changed, because I'm thinking maybe it was some shrinkage within the dyeing process. Yeah. No, because she tried it on after that and it was perfect. Perfect. Fine. Yeah. So I don't know what like was up with sis, but sis tried to sue me. So oh, definitely. I just thought it was like how she even got that far mm-hmm. in this whole legal process mm-hmm. when she signed the contract from. Oh, how she got that far. far. I was kind of confused by mm-hmm. that. But, I mean, nonetheless, no, it worked I out mean, in my favor. Yeah, but it, did. it sure did. It did. But, but I was like, but do you think it's super-duper important to have definitely. Uh, people sign a contract for custom apparel? I understand. Yeah, yeah, I understand the question now. Yes, definitely. And I think it, it works when you're even just like a graphic design or like an artist. Because okay. I saw one of the questions was from an artist who did artwork for a company and then later that company went and put that artwork on clothing. Mm-hmm. The contract's done. Offer, acceptance. Contract requires an offer and acceptance. Exactly. An offer oh, yeah, and money. I saw that one too. I was just like, you can't go backwards. You can't go backwards. <laughs> you already no. did the work. Right. It passed consideration. Like, you don't, you already did the work. Right. They already paid you for, for the, the work. work. It's it, done. But isn't that the point? That's like, you know, I, I have somebody do a logo and I pay them to do the logo. Of yeah. course, I'm going to use the use logo, logo for something. To do something. I can't, they not, it would be weird for them to come back like, hey, I want to get some money off money that. Off that doesn't make sense. Clothes. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if you wanted it to, you should have put it in a contract. Exactly. So everything, especially with this situation, I'm so glad you had a contract. Yes, like, I did. Because a lot of people don't think, even seeing that comment, I was like, oh, a lot of people don't know mm-hmm. that you need to get everything together in a contract. Mm-hmm. And once it had the no refund, I mean, people take contracts. I'm not sure what she found within your contract know. to try to go to court. But she, I, I mean, like she I had my name. Like she had my name. I mean, I don't I know. See I don't Maybe she it. was trying to use like a clause, like a loophole kind of thing. Basically, but. she kept. But her her defense was it didn't fit. She couldn't wear. It. She had to buy a whole new dress, and she wanted me to pay for the whole new dress. Right. So mm-hmm. it was like. But no, but it was fitting through. What the, is that? No. What is that thing that people sue you for? Uh, but it's like emotional distress. <laughs> 
does she suffer any physical emotional stress? I don't. Because well, <laughs> so if you that claim, you need some actual showing of like suffering. Like you was in the hospital. Right. Like, I was just so. And then when I told the people at Judge Judy, because they did contact me, I'm like, well, she signed the contract. They're like, Wait, oh, we she don't took you to Judge she Judy. She tried to take me to Judge oh, okay. Judy. Because I got the paperwork it. and stuff and I got phone calls. And I'm like, I don't even understand how this is even getting into Judge Judy's little civil cases because she mm. signed a contract. Mm-hmm. And when I said that, oh, the lady was on the phone. I'm like, oh, yeah, we, we wouldn't be able to do that. Exactly. exactly. So yeah. I didn't understand. Judge Judy. Judge Judy real. was in California. So they wanted to fly us out there to do the court case mm. online. But wow. like the was thing was filed in Chicago. Mm. So I was just like, when and I started, then she, and she found, she must have went on LinkedIn and found my, my current uh, business. And then she tried to get my wages garnished. She went far, sis. She tried to get the wages oh, garnished. we got to talk about this. Like, but the funny thing is, I am a consultant. Mm-hmm. Even like, even though I was working full time, mm-hmm. at the time where the place where I was working full time, mm-hmm. I was still a consultant. So I filed a 1099 at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. They don't have no payroll system where they can want garnish my garnish. wages. It don't work like ah. that. And then even that, True. that's under a different business. True, a right, because you're a consultant. Right. Wow. So not a chance. I thought it was interesting. I'm like, oh, she's going extra mad. Oh, this is She's crazy. going overboard. But I was like, girl, you ain't going to touch my mm-hmm. money. And she never got a dime. And that was like, was like three years ago. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. It's like three years ago. Damn. Sorry. I'm sorry that it didn't work out. I apo- And I think I wrote that in the email. I apologize. Mm-hmm. All that good stuff. Right, sorry. But right. you signed the contract. You supposed to do everything on the contract. And I never changed a fit of the address. And that's what I'm sick of to. Mm-hmm. And it is what it is. And I had somebody after that who tried. That's another reason I feel like I kind of kind of stepped back from custom because I was just over mm-hmm. it. It was the amount that's of people that come back after That's they even after they were stuff i've had people come back after they were like oh well the dress ripped or something like that and i'm just like did it okay. rip when i gave, gave it, to, it you? to you did you step on it the, especially the prom, is done because these girls is like you yeah. know b- b- very little grace and when you're wearing some of these ball gowns you gotta have some so if you have prom and you pop you locking pop and dropping mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. might especially with tool and mesh right part. tool and mesh these gowns Those you can't be doing delicate. all that like, very delicate. and i have a lot of girlfriends that are in the custom world a lot of them do proms and weddings they have stories too like people try yeah. to sue them and yeah. or did sue them so we all have those Definitely. similar ones but some of them didn't have contracts to start so mm-hmm. the contract wave i was on it like as soon as i had my and i had it before that mm-hmm. i got the contract when i did the escort because i was just like i'm gonna do custom stuff i gotta be able to protect myself Definitely. i don't do refunds I'm so glad. and then I'm people now have a lot of friends that i gave them my contracts and they copied and paste things and added their own stuff in there and now i hope all the i hope all the girls work with contracts now Definitely. i know most of them are Definitely. um but it's, just it's if just you like, haven't you need to have one. It's just easy. It's so easy to get one, a basic template online. Mm-hmm. Maybe tweak a little bit of words here and there, but they're out there. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you can just find it and protect yourself. Why yes. not? Definitely. Now, can you discuss, like, copyright infringement and an example of when this occurred in the industry? The first thing that came to my mind was, like, Dapper Dan and Gucci back in the day. That was copyright infringement. Was it? I feel like it was mm-hmm. because he was using the Gucci fabric with the logos on there to mm-hmm. make stuff. And that's okay. how they stole, not okay. stole, but that's how they shut him down, down. in the first okay. place. Okay. So was, is there another time where that was used? I'm not, see, I was thinking I, about the example you gave as far as like with YSL and mm-hmm. um, Christian Lee was talking with that red, but mm-hmm. that was that, is that copyright? No, that's trademark. trademark. Okay, that's trademark. trademark. So copyright infringement would be if someone was taking your logo and using it. So and basically exactly. what Dapper Dan was so, doing. And, it's, and like what Chinese, like the Chinese um, vendors on... Um, Daniel's Down, uh, okay, Town. that's all that's copyright all, infringement. That's copyright infringement. Okay, all and right, I was cool. saying like it's very hard to find copyright infringement in fashion world because it's mm-hmm. very hard to copyright things in gotcha. fashion world. So it will be definitely for like a logo, a monogram. That's when you're talking about copyrights. And then you can also think about maybe graphic T-shirts when you have like a celebrity's face on the T-shirt. Oh, okay. So. 
first of all, there's the photo of the celebrity, which is the fo- the photographer's copyright. They own that photo. But then there's the celebrity's likeness within the photo. So mm. maybe the celebrity owns, of course, the celebrity owns their own likeness. Or maybe the estate, like if it's Michael Jackson, he's a deceased. Gotcha. He's on a shirt. The, celeb- like the estate owns it. So that's when sometimes you have some copyright issues. And, and other times you can have copyright issues is usually kind of cleared up with fair use Mm -hmm. um the one that's jumping at me is like there was these doggy toys there's there's these dog toys Mm -hmm. that copied louis vuitton and they called them chewy vuitton and copyright (laughs) that gets settled out because it's parody so a lot of times copyright can get settled out if you're using a name in a parody way Mm -hmm. and if the customer of the original isn't the same customer of the next. So like a dog toy isn't the same customer as a woman buying Louis Vuitton. So like you don't really have a lot of copyright issues in fashion. Gotcha. It's just taking the logo. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's copy. We talked about copyright. We Mm -hmm. talked about patent. We talked about trademark. So I hope you took your notes there. So what would you say is one of the biggest legal challenges for like facing the fashion industry like today? Mm -hmm. Like what's something that's like just common that you feel like it it could be better? (sighs) I wish it could be better, but honestly, (laughs) it can't. We we are at this stage where like the the way that fashion just works in general Mm is just cyclical. And there's nothing new under the sun. That's why things just always get repeated over and over. And most of the times people think that they're protecting something really new and unique, but it's usually just something of repeat. And fashion, like the way that society works, copyright is actually within our constitution. They protect copyright. Copyright comes from our constitution. They want artists to be able to create artwork Mm -hmm. to progress so society can move forward. So... The way that the court system is now, most of the designs that you have aren't going to be protected unless you're actually like drawing them out. Like, you know, it's it's gotcha. hard. Um, so fashion kind of is just like a free for all, unfortunately. So this, I do want to ask this yeah. question that they mm-hmm. have here. They say, how would you classify? Okay, so you know what I said that uh, Dapper Dan took oh. the fabrics okay. and stuff like that yeah, and he made yeah. jackets. So back in the day, they sued him for copyright infringement. They shut him down and took all his doggone money. Okay. So when uh, they came back, Gucci made a jacket, Dapper's mm-hmm. Dance design. And oh, yeah, I saw, yeah, I saw that. She wore it to, what's that, Made in America in Philly. And then when they Gucci remade it and stuff like that. They made the exact same design. Mm-hmm. And then people went crazy on social media, of mm-hmm. course, and was just like, y'all need to pay homage to Dapper Dan, yeah. that's his design. Right. So I guess her question is, how do you classify that? So he made it first, but they he got he sued by the old cast for copyright infringement. Right. And then they came back and, and made, made his design, mm-hmm. and then social media went crazy, and then they hired him. But well, they didn't hire him, they gave him the rights to use the Gucci label how he wanted to. Because that's what he does now. Like so they don't, they he don't really work for Gucci G- now. Yeah. He's a partner of Gucci, which is why he still has his retail shop in Harlem. That makes sense. It's so now it's like. It's a license that they did. Yeah. But I'm surprised they were able to work. Money. Yeah, it was. <laughs> because the fact that they still went and hired him after the fact, that means that they used it without permission to begin with. Exactly. So, yes, that would be copyright infringement. Because technically, as soon as you create something, as soon as a work is fixed, meaning that it exists, mm-hmm. um, even in the voice, like if you record a song and you put it in your voice memos, it's fixed, it exists. You have a copyright in that song. You just don't have it registered, but you still do have some rights. So they stole from each other. Yeah, 
Yeah. So they stole. So he from stole each the other. logos from them, and then they stole the design from him. Which so, they just decided, let's just do business together. And yeah. Let's just cut so this feud out. So they did <laughs> steal from him. It was copyright infringement for stealing from him, and then going forward. So that's why they must have worked something out together. Obviously, that mm-hmm. arrangement to make everything better, and then that would be like a license agreement. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so to answer your question, all right. Um, I said what Sorry is really that. at stake with independent designers copy and I don't even feel like we even I feel like we, we answered that already. We did. We did. We did. So we scoop, did. scoop scoop scoop. Mm-hmm. All right. So so far I feel like you have a lot of achievements and goals. So what do we expect to see from you within the next five years? Do you wanna start taking on a lot of clients and mm-hmm. like get the web series like yeah. completely popping? Like what are the goals? Definitely, yeah. So you, you basically said it. I feel like 2019, I've, I've done a lot, surprisingly, in the last year. I had to take a break because I was graduating law school and passing the bar. So I had like a chunk of time that was gone. But I did put out my own fashion line. So I want to see that continue. I was also even thinking of trying to get my fashion line into like a market, like Dolls Kill. You know what Dolls Kill is? How they sell multiple different brands yes. under their store. So maybe even that. Okay. Um, I'm thinking, so I just want to make my brand bigger uh, i want to do the alien in the courtroom series please check me out on youtube alien in the courtroom series i'll put all that videos. in the show notes as well yeah we're gonna we're gonna do sorry <laughs> means we're gonna make up. more videos <laughs> <laughs> we're wrapping up make more videos um and i do want to have to like do more podcasts travel yeah. conferences i want to be known as like that black fashion lawyer that you can talk to and yes. the videos are animated so i really want to make it easy to understand i want to be like the black fashion lawyer yes period. so i'm going to put all of Julie's yeah. information in the show notes as well as, as like if someone wanted to reach out for legal yes, advice please. um i'll put all that information in talk the show notes do you just want to throw out like your social media yeah it's alien in the room on instagram on twitter and just like you for find my shop through the bio in that way too so Perfect. alien in the room Got oh it. and the room is da room so guys just want to say thanks for tuning in i just want to acknowledge our sponsors again adorn nyc in harlem for all of your beauty body and hair needs and 620 style for your clothing needs so thank you guys so much for tuning in we appreciate you and as i say stay black peace out Bye. bye